0: Welcome to Bass Hits. I'm Garth Haslam, and this is my very vulnerable podcast about the inner workings of my brain and what I do every day to make sure that I move myself forward just a little bit. Captain's Report for Wednesday, June 22. One uh, small bass hit that I've, I've had a lot of bass hits for, today. One of the things I've decided to do is rather than always talk about stuff that I did yesterday and phrase it in terms of yesterday, I'm just gonna talk about the day. Now, I have decided to talk about things in the morning because that's when I'm fresher and that's when I have more time and that's that's just when I um can do things, you know, rather than do it at nine or ten o'clock at night. But it doesn't matter that I've woken up and it's a new day. It's still the report for Wednesday, June twenty-two. So rather than talk about everything in the past, I'm I'm just going to phrase things as: here's my report for this day. Um, I had a lot of things happen yesterday that uh, that moved me forward, mostly mentalizing. But I I, I want to tell you all about them and. Um, I think they're all base hits. So one of the things that's still bugging me is my interview with Robert Snow. I just, I'm not feeling good about it. I am glad that I'm going to be going to uh, Bryce Canyon with him and some other dudes, and I'll probably be interviewing them all, including Robert, again. I feel like, I feel like I failed him. I didn't give him uh, the prep work that he needed. I I think he believed that he was just coming over to talk about what it means to be a man on a more superficial level like we did at first. You know, talk about our dads, talk about how we discipline, blah, 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 and that's great, and that's what we did, and it's it's interesting. But I don't – it didn't go – it didn't attempt to go deep and I don't think I prepped him well enough for that. I did tell him it was it was a vulnerable interview, but I think that's as far as I went. So I did him a disservice there and, and I need to do better. Um, and then the other thing, the other way that I disserved him is I I feel like I one of, the, one of the issues that I have is that one side of me says, you know, hey, each individual is each individual and let them be individual and let them have their, their own narrative. And the other side of me says, yeah, but this is a show that's going to change lives uh, for men, change the world in a way for men, maybe save a number of lives, maybe have guys not commit suicide because they understand that, hey, I'm not that much different than anybody else, and the answer is not suicide, it's something else, and I'm starting to think that that something else is just linking up with other guys, um, and having somebody to talk to about this, so in that way, I need to prep him by telling him, "Hey, you know, look, this is a uh, this is a dark interview, uh, or I shouldn't say that either. This is a vulnerable interview where we talk about, you know, your." I don't want to just make it a cry session. I want to I want to have it be both. I want to have people talk about what they're succeeding in. And why and what they're failing in and why or you know, and, and I, I go back and Robert mentioned once, he says, my daughter is wanting to commit suicide and it's my fault. And I feel like I totally failed him in stopping there. Um, my thought at the time that I was interviewing is like, yeah, I welcome to the club I've I've been suicidal too and that's one of the reasons and so i wanted to go directly to what did he do about that and i failed there i need to be a better question asker so the training that i've just received that i need to become much better at would be you know what was what was your emotional response how did you feel about that what did that do to you before I just, before I, uh, you know, questions about his his inner response rather than what did you do. That's a man question. You know, what, what thing did you accomplish next? And this is, it's not about things. Uh, it's about acknowledging and recognizing and dealing with our, dare I say the word, uh, emotions. And, and another word that I don't know if I dare say, feelings, you know. <laughs> Us guys, yeah, we feel. And I've said on a thousand occasions, joking, I don't, I don't have emotions, I don't have feelings. I'm an engineer, and at least one, on one of those occasions, uh, the person I was talking to was a psychologist, and she laughs at me. And she says, "Yeah, you do," and I was like, "Oh, but I'm pretty good at packing them away, and not uh, acknowledging them." So. need to be a better question asker so i need to sit down and arrive at a what i'm going to call a standard set of questions um and i don't know that it's necessarily a scripted set of questions but it's some examples like there's the rob training that i've been referring to is who what when where how how and why how much how often how many and which you know those are those are 10 Phrases. So, and, and I recognize that as I learn to use those in interviewing, uh, it'll make me a thousand times better. And then there's, there's more training than, than that in, in the Rob training. You know, the goal is to give them a question that allows them to respond with paragraphs as opposed to one or two words. So when, for example, when Robert says, my daughter was suicidal, uh, my response was, what did you do about that? And he got that blank stare in his look in his eyes and said, nothing. You know, what? meaning what did you do about that personally for yourself? And his answer was nothing. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, that's what every other man does. And for a woman, uh, listening to the podcast, she would be surprised and shocked. For us dudes, standard stuff. But if I were to come up with a better question, like, um, you know, what did that do to you inside? And how long was it... uh, was it there? How much does it hurt? Or did it hurt? How much does it hurt? Why? And then he responded with, it's my fault. And I didn't even go there. I was like, why do you believe it's your fault? How would it make you feel if you, and this is a question that I stole from a book that I recently read or listened to. How would it make you feel if you didn't have to believe that? What would it do to your life if you didn't have to believe that? Would you be able, you know, and another question Julie uh, just suggested last night while we were talking, he's like, how does it serve you or not serve you to believe that? Um, These are much better questions than what did you do next? So I need to become a better interviewer. And yes, I understand. And I've told people a thousand times as as I talk about starting a podcast, I tell them you're going to suck until you don't. And that's just a truism for podcasting and probably everything else on the planet. As you start something new, you're going to suck until you practice, and you don't. But I recognize now that I need to become a much better question asker. So, my base hit, um, one of them for yesterday, is is learning that I need you know that I need to do all those things, and now I can set myself on a pathway today. To, be, to write down a set of questions. And another thing that I need to accomplish is maybe to have some sort of an answer for guys that are like, I don't know, because I went there with Robert. Uh, I was like, you know, you have a little bit of perspective now. What would you advise yourself to do? And he didn't have an answer. And of course he didn't have an answer. If somebody had an, if a man had an answer, (laughs) the world would be better. So that's that segment. And then last night I was, um, I was called in to go uh, do some food trucks. And, and we have some Polynesian friends. Pele, he's, he's a, good man and I loved seeing him in his element yesterday um, he had a, a lot of his friends there pretty much everybody in this in this food truck area they were all Polynesians and I love Polynesians they just have a um, settledness to them you know they I live near a lake they remind me of the lake they're just there's an inner peace in there that I my soul craves and I love to be around them. Samoan, I'm learning to say Samoan rather than Samoan. Tongan, doesn't matter. But I, I, I enjoyed being around those guys yesterday. And I, 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 the subject of mentalizing came up. And one of the things that I got out of that was there's a woman, uh, you know, we were talking about how men have their issues and how I interviewed Jordan Rick hanks and how she's got cancer and, um, and how women have a place to go, uh, when things are hard, they can go to their girlfriends mm-hmm. and, and she was talking about, well, when you men go to, to your place and, you know, and, and talk amongst yourselves. And she says, "I don't know where you do that at." And I said, "We don't." She goes, "No, you got to go someplace and talk about that stuff." And I said, "No, we don't." That blew her mind. You know, that I think it blows a lot of women's mind that us men, and it's not anybody's fault. It's it's in for for me. In my case, it's my fault that I don't that I don't create that. Um, and so, you know, we talked about that. Um, I'm so proud of that Jordan, uh, Hanks interview. I, I, I love that I was able to find her and, uh, yeah, that was, that was no random thing. That was, that was her being placed Here, so that I could interview her, and I think just create a firework of a podcast right out of the gate. I think that did good for my psyche, and I think it'll be good for her and her her family moving forward. The uh, one of the Polys I was introduced, and Pele had all the respect in the world for uh, uh, a lot of the friends. There was one that was like a um, high chief. Um, and that is a huge honor and calling. I guess Pele has has a, uh, a title as well. I guess titles go inside the families, but even though uh, this individual was a high chief and he was only a high chief within his family, he that also made him um, highly respected among the entire Polynesian community. And it kind of blew me away because I'm like, um, high chief for how many grandfathers back. And he, he didn't even know. He said, well, there's a person in the family that takes care of that, that knows the genealogy. But I'm like, and apparently if he loses, you know, if he dies and loses his high chief status, then there's a vote among family members who gets high chief next. And it can be anybody within the family and the family could be all over the world. And somehow they figure out how to do that. Um, Haley was talking about his son who highly respects this Samoan, Samoan um, community and he was talking to his son about uh, passing on the title and he, said, and he said the son said no I respect that culture too much I can't take a title because I'm not a Samoan I'm white he said and he's half Samoan and half white but basically it's I respect that culture too much to take a title that is, that I can't fully respect. And I get that. Um, So this is the Polynesian culture, and I'm all excited to interview those guys. And there was one individual besides the High Chief who I think would be fun to interview. There was two others that I was exposed to. One was a dude whose, you know, their kids are uh, very good at music and one of them is making a lot of money and now he's in movies and it'll probably, looks like he's quickly becoming a a movie star. Um, That guy seemed like a very cool dude and fun to interview. The other one is a, um, is a religious leader. And somebody that is highly respected again within that community, they introduced me by saying, "This guy, this is the one guy that has all the answers," uh, as uh, you know, as relates to men and our issues. And they actually interviewed me by saying, "This is the one man on the planet that has everything put together." And I'm like, "Oh man, dude." I would love to interview you. If you've got everything put together, you've got answers. The rest of us need to hear your answers. How did you do it? So I went over, and again, I probably um, introduced mentalizing poorly. You know, I talked about how men have issues, and, you know, there's there's job issues, there's money issues, there's physical issues, there's family issues, and we all tend to measure ourselves poorly on the one that we think we're failing at the most. And I probably should have just just said, you know, we we all have insecurities and we talk about those insecurities. Anyway, somehow I I don't think I presented that well enough. And maybe that's just my own insecurities, but He, I know he's the kind of individual that would love to help anybody. And he, yeah, he describes himself as the one person who likes who he is. And I, but when I, after I described it to him, he just put his hand on my shoulder in a way that was fairly clear to me that was like, I understand what you're doing I'm not interested go away and I'm like I didn't want to do that and so I talked a little more and he put his hand on my shoulder again and I was like okay I'm done but I'm like even this guy even though he tells people that he's got everything put together I, you know, there's a hesitation there. Maybe he feels like he's not good enough in front of a microphone. Maybe he's got more insecurities than he allows to be talked about. But even a guy who, for whatever reason, whatever insecurity there is, who theoretically is the one person on the planet who can, who has things figured out. Uh, when it comes down to it, he's got some insecurities too. So I think that probably tells me something. Third and final for this, for this uh, report, I had sent out a uh, Facebook notice to 200 of my closest friends to join the analyzing Facebook page, and one of the people who did that was. Buddy named Dave. He was a friend of mine in my uh, previous neighborhood back when I used to live in another city. And he goes, "You've got this great voice. You can do this. You know, you've." Uh, he was saying even saying stuff like, "You you look like a sex symbol," and he he's referring to um, Bruce Willis, who I do look very much like. He says, "But you've got broader so- shoulders and blah blah blah," and. So he was saying I I should do video. And I'm like, my thought, I need to remove that phrase too, my thought is um, I'm old and my skin looks old and I have old man ears and I'm not sure I want to do video. But I also know... That when you get feedback from a customer in any business, you listen carefully because that one customer probably represents the dozens of other customers who are going to think the same thing and not tell you. So if you get feedback from a customer, you respect that. Uh, so Julie and I came down into the studio. We rearranged the studio. I've got this half-moon table. And um, and the past I had put myself on and the guest on the rounder side of the table. Uh, Imagine a circle and you cut it in half and then you put the top of the moon on the top. So uh, if, if you imagine that, then I would sit at the 130 position and then I would put the guest at the 430 position. But that resulted in me cranking my neck and it was uncomfortable, and it's not the way podcasts are done. So Julie and I came down in here, and uh, we rearranged the curtains, we rearranged the cameras, we changed where the table is, we changed where the microphones are, and now I'm going to be looking directly at the guest. And that changes how the cameras do their thing, because in the past, the, uh, the camera, each camera was able to look at both um, me and the guest. Now, it will be one camera facing me and one camera facing the other person. And then I've got to be much better on the video splitter to make sure that at least most of the time, the camera, uh, the person who's talking is is the person who's got the camera on them. I wish I had the money and the person to, uh, you know, I, I, could, I could afford to maybe pay somebody $15 an hour to just press buttons on the splitter. But I don't even know who that person would be. So anyway, we're going to do this. And it does have the advantage, definite advantage for me, that I can be more comfortable sitting. And um, yeah, my interview with Rob Cornelis the other day, we were, we were recording for Home Medic CE. And my butt was so freaking sore, I was barely able to stay in the chair. So, I yeah I don't know why I think it was maybe something I'm putting in my green shake that my kidneys aren't agreeing with. I don't know that yet. But anyway, that was another base hit. So many base hits yesterday. The rearrange was a base hit. The going with video uh, on my mentalizing podcast is I think going to be a, a base hit. The the things I learned from my Polynesian friends this is a base hit the recognition that I need to come up with better questions. And it was a base hit because now I can do that. Um, all of the ways that I failed Robert Snow, recognizing those as a base hit. Something Julie told me yesterday is that if you've got an issue, if God hands you an issue, you're, if you can learn from it, and this is a question I have to put in at the very end of my mentalizing interviews, what did you learn? If you know, if you had a daughter who was suicidal, I'm going to talk about it and 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 soften it for him so that he can express his views, and then at the end, it's, what did you gain from that? What did you learn? How can you help others by sharing something about that? But what she was saying is, if you don't learn from it, you're going to get the same challenge again. I believe that to be true because God, who wants us to learn and grow, can only help us to learn and grow through difficulties and challenges. You know, I'm not going to learn and grow while I'm sitting in a reclinal lounger, you know, drinking lemonade. That's not how anybody learns and grows. So we get stuff to teach us. And so the point is to, is to help us learn. And, you know, I, I believe it's not too much of a stretch to believe that if God needs me to know strength and fortitude, he will give me conditions in life that cause me to learn strength and fortitude. And if God wants me to learn how to ask better questions, then he'll, you know, and be a better listener and change the world. If he wants me to change the world and save lives and give men um, an understanding that there are answers and that they don't have to provide their own bad solutions, then he'll put me in a place where... I can ask questions of individuals, of men and women, where they can expose their soul. And, and the better question asker I become, the more I can help people. I know this is out of order. and I know if I was, this was a regular podcast, I'd be screwing with the system. But there, even, I was just listening to the radio yesterday. And this is how bad it's reinforced to all of us men. Sports radio. And I don't even know what the subject was, but somebody said something. And it wasn't even that remarkable a statement. The other guy goes, oh, did I hurt your feelings? And, um, of course, he was being mocked and he was being mocked because he said something that might have indicated that he had feelings and even in a a moment as simple as that where you know no man would take offense by that it's it's being a man but even on a daily basis like that you get mocked for having feelings and in this case the guy was mocked on not national radio but a lot of people were listening to that and so the the message is by all means don't have feelings or you'll be or you'll pay for it you'll be mocked for it you'll be put down for it it is not just a thing that happens to us when we're kids it happens regularly throughout our lives and so it's Right now it's me against the world, and I've got to create something where guys are allowed to have feelings at least with somebody. I don't know if I'm pretty sure that in my lifetime it will not never be okay for a guy to just have feelings out loud. Now I don't think there's going to be a solution where a guy has you know ten people to go to. But if I can create a set of conditions where guys can create one or two people to go to so that when things get really hard, they can, they can go to their buddies and say, hey, you know, um, I've got to talk to you. And have the, the person who with, with the feelings feel safe enough to do that and have the person with the ears not feel so uncomfortable you know none of us guys we're we we do not do this this is not a skill set we have we don't talk about our stuff and we don't want to listen to somebody else talk about our stuff and both sides are going to want to end that discussion very quickly and I got to change that well that's my Wednesday report we'll see you tomorrow